Hello, uh, hello again. Uh, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I'm glad you could be here with us today. This is the accompanying teaching for the Torah portion by Yagash. So, I'd like to start out uh, by talking about what constitutes how we are living. Are we doing our part in life? Is our life centered around entertainment? For some people, they're centered around entertainment, isn't it? What is our view of life? Do we value sports, art, or some other thing more than God? I get the impression from a lot of people that having things and being successful is the most important part of their life. Sometimes other things take second place, like family, sports, partying, entertainment, etc., one of my friends years ago, he spent all his time rebuilding cars. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with rebuilding cars. I think cars are great. Uh, they at least get us places. I'm sure better than walking. <laughs> well, he made extra money doing it, which was definitely an incentive. He said he believed in God, but spent very little time praying and caring about what God cares about. I should hope we were all doing better than he did. He was also married and had two children. His idea of getting along was working at his job and rebuilding cars. I'm not kidding. One time I just happened to be around and he asked me to help him carry an engine to his garage from the back of a pickup. He, and he just kept on working. That was his view of life. We definitely need to be making an effort to get something spiritual out of our life. You know, I'm not against hobbies or having fun, but we need to put God first, not last. In the case of my friend, God was practically non-existent in his life. You know, and in thinking about that, it might not be a bad idea to write down how you use your time, what your life looks like. Yeshua said in Matthew 13, 44-46, The kingdom of heaven is like like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over, over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Continues, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he found out one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Are you surprised to hear this? A person should value God as if it was a treasure. In the story, in the other story, the other parable, the merchant gave everything he had. I feel that seldom do we value our spiritual lives the way Yeshua explained in those stories. How much do we value our spiritual lives in God? Our life is to be centered around God. Some of those center their lives on themselves or on some, some activity. How is God part of everything that we do? People often have a mistaken view of what constitutes our spiritual life. Some who say they believe in God are like my friend who makes God a very small part of his life. They, they protect their lives by distancing and protecting their, their piece of ground, so to speak. Where do we stand? If I just ask someone where they stand, perhaps they'd pick an issue like the environment or the economy or a political party. 
Will we stand our ground spiritually? Will we be self-seeking, or do we make God and the things of God important in our lives? Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. You know, it, it just believing in God just to, doesn't give us perfect peace, but trust, we need to also trust in God. Making God important in our lives brings perfect peace. That is truly amazing. Having peace in our lives is important. Don't we all want that? Through God we can have great peace. There are hundreds of promises in the Bible. God gives us strength, can help us, can protect us. God can heal us. God even has saved my life on a couple of occasions. You can't put a price on that. Let's look at Ephesians 3, starting in verse 16 through and going through 20. That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. That the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may, able, may be able to comprehend with all saints, all his holy ones, what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of the Messiah, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. How rich is God? Why, well, he's the creator. Show praise for the riches of God's glory for those he is writing to. He prays for them to be strengthened spiritually. He prays for their faith and that they can be both rooted and grounded in love and to know the love of Messiah. The fullness of God has to do with the presence of God at the Mishkan, the tent of meeting the desert. That is a, the Jewish concept. The Bible talks about the presence of God filling the Mishkan, and so Shul wants us also to be filled with the presence of God through the Holy Spirit so that God would always be with us and help us to live right. Because of the Holy Spirit, God is able, then, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit is at work in the lives of believers. Now, that, that is truly amazing and wonderful. Shul says that we should be rooted. We should not be moved from having faith in God and from being faithful. I have removed trees from my property, and it's a difficult job. We need to be rooted, immovable. We should be grounded so we are completely settled to follow God. Perhaps Shul is thinking about the Jewish word for settle, which also can mean reside, yeshav. We are to live in God and through God. You know, we can all wear different hats in life and accomplish various things. We can be focused on life in different ways. God needs to be at the core of all we do. Do we want what God offers us? God offers us blessings that are unimaginable in this present and then eternal life. This life is short. Eternity is a long time. We need, to, we need to take our lives more seriously and take God more seriously. 
life the way it used to be is more different, is much different than it is today. Perhaps to get a perspective on our lives, let's try and think about how life was much different back back then than it is now. What was life like back in ancient times? They worked a lot more. Every day was filled with taking care of life and providing for themselves. Shabbat was a big deal because what seemed like a perpetual cycle of work was to be set down in order to honor God as the Creator. There were a lot more unknowns. Some mistakenly thought they could exert control. Some looked at their situation with hopelessness. Some created discord. Others tried to create peaceful conditions. Some people today think that, that what they do doesn't matter very much, so they live isolated and detached or selfishly. Years ago, people relied on each other. They each had a part to play in society. Everyone was important. In our present day, some say we don't need to rely on others, and that is not true. You know, what if the truck drivers didn't decide to bring food? We wouldn't have any food in our grocery stores. <clears throat> There's a Jewish concept that relates to who we are and what we do. For example, they understand that the work they do represents who they are. Therefore, their work is important. A person then that does nothing then represents themselves as someone who does nothing. Life in modern times is more individualistic and guarded. It can be uh, more self-seeking or, or personal benefits oriented. For some, life is driven to derive satisfaction from something in life that pleases them. How we provide for ourselves is frequently combined with other goals. God is sometimes an afterthought or a compartmentalized into one of our activities. How is God supposed to be part of life? Is it just part of life, or is God supposed to be in every part of life? How do we make God the core of all we do in life? By being committed to doing what is right every day. I pray that every morning. It says, we're, it says in the Bible, we're to do what is right and good in Deuteronomy. I think about how I am, how I am doing in and if I've done something wrong, I ask God for forgiveness and commit myself not to do that again. By knowing God's commands and doing them, you know, there's more than ten commandments. Shul expands on loving your neighbor from Leviticus 19.18 in his writings to, to give us ideas on how to do that. Loving your neighbor is, is, one, of the, is one of God's commandments. And it's not one of the Ten Commandments. She also tells us things related to the Torah that we are absolutely not to do. He also uses the Torah to give us positive commands. We do what is right with our job, with our family, with our friends, with acquaintances, etc. We do what is right in all of life. Sin is not following God's commandments. That, that's actually what it says in, in 1 John 3. It says, sin is anomia. Uh, and the rabbi, ancient rabbis used nomia for the Torah. 
and the A is a negation. So uh, John Yochanan is saying sin is not keeping the Torah. And so then we the, the laws in the New Testament are an interpretation of the Torah. Uh, for example, when Shul says we shouldn't revel, well, reveling back in the first century included idolatry and sexual sin. So, you know, he, for instance, he uses, he says we should support our leaders, and he uses a commandment in the Old Testament portion for you shouldn't muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. He's using, the rabbis, the early rabbis who believed in the Messiah taught from the Old Testament. Our sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59.2 says, But your iniquities have separated you from God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. We should have a deep respect and awe for our great Yehovah and Creator. Yehovah is the Creator, and we need to treat him as such. And uh, we, we now know that, uh, that the name of God is pronounced as Yehovah. Um, it, it has been found in over 2,363 manuscripts as Yehovah, once as Yehovah, never as Yahweh. Uh, so, Isaiah 66.2, let's see, um, 66.2 says, For all those things my hand has made, and all those things exist, says the Lord, but on this one will I, one will I look, on him who is poor and of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my word. Well, some people, you know, think, well, I don't want to be upset by God's word. Well, we're supposed to be, you know, fear God and want to do what, uh, what God says. He says, those who tremble at his word. We want, we take it seriously. God forgives those who fear him and want to do what is right. It says, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Psalm 103, 11 and 12. Don't keep bringing back your sin to your mind. God has forgiven you. He doesn't remember them if you were sorry and have repented. If we decide to put Yehovah in his proper place in our lives, we'll be part, we will be part of the new heavens and earth with God for eternity. And it will be a wonderful and amazing time. After all, he is God. You better believe it. Who wouldn't want that? Isaiah 66, 22 and 23 says, For as the new heavens and the new earth which I, I, which I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants in your name remain and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. I should point out this time that many Jews have lost their traditional beliefs of the Bible about our future with God in a new heaven and a new earth. In the, in the new heaven and earth, believe me, God will make it the best time for us 
as you can imagine. Will we only be self-centered and distant from God? Will we follow God and keep His commandments? Will we allow God to be in our life the way He should be? We should have eternal purpose to our life. He can give us true purpose and eternal purpose. And we are to live that out. He can satisfy us like nothing else. Through Him we have something worthwhile to stand our ground for. We can, we can give up ourselves for the greater and better good by putting God in His proper place in our lives. Why not seek the things of God and in, in His blessings? Where will we stand? Well, that's it for today. <clears throat> and I would just like to finish with the ironic benediction. Yehovah bless you and keep Yehovah make his face to shine upon him and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. It says in Numbers that we're to put God's name on his people. And so that's exactly what I just got done doing. May God bless you. May you be strong in him. Shabbat Shalom. Shavua Tov. Have a good week.